Alright, bro, let's get it. I'm ready. Understand. I see clearly. Y'all know nothing about that. Nope. It's that edge. That's that edge WWE. Oh wow. Take it way back. Oh, you didn't know. Yo ass better call somebody. That shit hard. <laughs> We have a filling host. <laughs> uh, he, uh, yo, you can tell he was ready for that one, boy. He put emphasis on that shit and everything. <laughs> I thought long and hard about I mean, that too, bro. Long and hard. Long and hard. Right, I, I like it. Hard. I like it. Had to bring up my inner Jeezy, bro. <laughs> what it is, hopefully, is what it should be. Welcome to another episode of Fantasy and Session. The podcast today is September the 23rd, and the boys are back. As always, if you're listening to this, make sure you subscribe to us or wherever you're listening to us at. Give us some likes and reviews. You know what I'm saying? Make sure you give a five star review when you do. And if you give a four star, you must be a hater. Just put some Um, Yeah, man. How y'all boys feeling today? Is uh, What is this? Week three tomorrow? Today's Wednesday. Week three, yeah, bro. Oh, it's crazy how time flies. So, like, you see, how, like, it's Thursday already, bro. We were literally in, about to be in week three, bro. It seems like the season just started, bro. But, uh, yeah, but it's about to be Thursday, bro. It's literally, we're in week three. Like, it's it's here. By the time they hear this, it'll be here. But, yeah, bro, like, I'm feeling kind of, uh, you know, like, robbed. Uh, I was just... um. You know, I got uh was I fell vi- victim to a freaking horrible stat correction, bro. Like mm-hmm. I don't know if y'all have ever like that's happened to y'all, bro. But like I was winning by one point, and then I woke up today to see like if I got any of my waiver claims, bro. <laughs> and I ended up losing by two, bro. So like, mm-hmm. shit sucks, bro. On two in that league, but and you got to face the champion next week. Let's get it, bro. You got to face the champion this week. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah. Let's get it. Revenge time. It's so crazy that you're about to go 0-3. Hey, tell me, how you feel? I know you wasn't on the last episode. How you feeling at the uh, Bloody Tuesday? Man, it was crazy, man. Like, the whole San Francisco 49ers team is basically done, man. How was your fantasy teams in regards to your fantasy teams? Uh, my fantasy teams? Uh, I mean, I feel kind of bummed out because I left, like, 50-plus points on the bench against Carlos. Uh, hey. Which, which, which could have been Appreciate really you, bro. man. Appreciate you, bro. Yeah, whatever. But did you bro. survive Bloody Tuesday though? Did you did you make it out of it like without like many like injuries to any of your like major teams? I had a couple casualties. Uh, I lost CMC in about two leagues. Uh Devontae He's a Adams. couple by himself. Yeah, exactly, bro. That, yeah, that's like two or three players actually. Luckily, I have James Robinson where I lost him at, so I could at least have something because it's only gonna be at least it's not the whole season. Can, like, bro, who told like, you about James? Who who told you about James Robinson again? Probably you, bubba. Yeah, hey, but hey, that boy said at least I got James Robinson. Like that was like you know if he's anywhere. I'm, I'm saying like just the whole, <laughs> the whole sound good. Yeah, yeah. 
Just to hold you over, man. Hey, I feel kind of bad because I really believed in Scotty Miller, bro, and he kind of let me down. Oh, my God. And he literally he lost you the game. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Now, <laughs> shut that shit up for the rest of the year. <laughs> Miller time is over. It was short-lived. You know, I was starting to come around, too, bro. I was like, dang, maybe I should have made him a start. <laughs> yeah. you know, after this week, I was like, oh. Yeah, it's pretty bad. <laughs> it, was a, hey. it was a good matchup, too. Exactly, yeah, bro. That's why it's so bad, bro. Hey, hey, Carlos, to your point, when you were saying it's like it's week three, isn't it funny? Like when we get to the fall, like how we change, how we live our lives. Like we don't go by like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesdays. Like, hey, bro, it's week two, so uh, we got <laughs> yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly, bro. <laughs> we, got, we got 14, 15 weeks left of this shit. Yeah, start getting double digits. You start getting scared. <laughs> yeah, like ooh, ooh, ooh so man. fast, bro. It's literally like a blink, bro. Like just a blur. You know what I mean? Yeah. But uh, yeah, talk about them, bro. What well, we gonna talk about them? But not, no. not right times. now, man. Good times. Good times. On serious note, man, we want to take another uh, moment, eight second silence, man. But uh, all the fallen kings and queens, Breonna Taylor, George Floyd, and still all these cops that's still alive, man. It sucks, man. Prayers go out to their families and all the rest of them. All right, man. Let's get back into some of the news and the notes since the last time we potted. It's been a lot of news and notes. Yes, it has. A lot of news. Definitely mm-hmm. a lot of news. Definitely a lot of news, man. <clears throat> Jay- <clears throat> Jameson Crowder was uh, absent from Wednesday's practice with a hamstring injury. He missed last week, um, so it's not looking like he's going to start again this week coming up. That's horrible. <laughs> like, they have nobody out there now. They yeah, it's it's gross. I mean, that, they have a horrible games. That, <laughs> that game versus the 49ers is disgusting. Uh, the Saints list wide receiver Michael Thomas uh, as did not practice again. So you know he everybody thinks they're going to try to come back quick. Even CMC said he's going to try to come back quick from the high ankle sprain. So I don't think this will be the week for Mike Thomas. Even though they got him projected to score points, it's going to be he's going to be out again. I believe. Yeah, even if he does come back by some miracle, bro, he's not going to be nearly as effective effective as he would be, you know, if he came back 100%. So, <clears throat> not Christian, count on him. For sure. Christian Kirk not practicing with a groin injury. Kenny Galladay, hamstring injury is in limited sessions. He's missed the last two weeks. So, that's positive news for Kenny Galladay owners. I know they've missed him. Let's go, Kenny G, baby. Steven Stims Jr. was absent um, from practice with a toe injury. Julio did not practice on Wednesday. Mm. I'm not really worried about Julio not practicing. He know he did that all last year. I know he was like limpy last year, but I mean last game. But I think they give him a couple practices off. As long as he doesn't, if now if he don't practice on Friday, then I probably be a little scared. But has he has he done it in the past from soft tissue injuries though? Heard they've been like other type of injuries, like, injuries, like feet, feet, foot been. injury. You know, he has foot injuries a lot. Yeah, that's something to monitor yeah definitely something to monitor Friday I'll be more scared um AJ Brown remains out of uh Tennessee Titans practice all John uh Smith owners rejoice not rejoice. No, we don't we don't rejoice for injuries bro not like rejoice but like I mean like my man eat <laughs> <laughs> Jags uh wide receiver DJ Shark uh with a chest and back injury did not practice and it's questionable for tomorrow's night game so y'all know he plays tonight so Look out for us on the on our Twitter feed to find out if he's going to play or not, or you might just keep your eyes open to sleeper. Matt Lafleur, is it? But, but is it me or does Gabe have like 
all of these players that he's naming in the league. Every, single, every single other. one of them. It's, <laughs> it's, it's like he looked at his fantasy team and just looked at the news. Was like, okay, yeah, this. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't waste injury on nobody, bro. But like, if they want to take, you know, just take it slow this week. It's okay. I didn't even like. I don't, I don't didn't think it when I looked at that. Like, yeah, all these. I don't have AJ Brown <laughs> pretty much. Uh, Devontae hey. Adams, who I do have, won't practice again t- today on Wednesday. So that sucks. Uh, Nick Mullins is expected to get the start for the Giants. Tevin Coleman is on the IR uh, for at least four weeks with uh, that knee injury. So, but they, um, I, I saw reports earlier this week that Raheem Mostert was uh, trying to come back. Oh, you have him too, right, Mostert? <laughs> oh my God, bro! Jesus, man. The funniest, the funniest news of the week. Well, not, not funny because you know it, it's just weird. It's weird, weird, bro. It's really weird. So all week, man, Anthony Lynn been saying, "Hey, man, Tyrod Taylor gives us the best chance to start. I mean, give us just the best chance to win if he starts. Tyrod Taylor's the starter. Tyrod Taylor's the starter." Come eight hours ago from the time we recorded, uh, it comes out that Chargers uh, <laughs> quarterback Justin Herbert is going to be the start- starters because team doctors punctured a rib when they gave him a shot when they gave Tyrod Taylor a shot today. Does that not sound crazy? On Sunday. On Sunday. Yeah. On Sunday. Does that not sound crazy? That is super duper wild, bro. Like, and now, now I guess we can say that Lynn was just, you know, just being classy by saying that about Tyrod, bro. He probably knew the situation, what was going on, bro. So he didn't want to, like, you know, his it literally was not his fault why he didn't start that game on on Sunday. So I see what he was doing, but yeah, it's I don't think he can go. Well, yeah, in terms of this actual situation, that is super duper weird, Yeah, that is really weird, bro. Like, like I'm sorry, bro. My sense of humor is just like, bro, like, was this doctor was like, bro, I cannot take another year of us sucking. (laughs) (laughs) You're not going in. That's not, it's not funny, but I just hey, I don't know. I'm, I'm sick. It's of like person. he he saw Anthony Lynn's tweet saying that like he's like our best chance to win it, and he was like, "No, he's not." Like, <laughs> watch this. <laughs> Can't play with a punctured lung, buddy. <laughs> Can't go nowhere on four flats. Yeah, bow. Take that. <laughs> um, Sterling Shepard is get play has been placed on the IR again. Uh, the Giants signed Devonta Freeman. If you didn't know by now, uh. Chris Godwin, uh, past concussion protocol, is expected to be back at, at practice, or he was back at practice today, so he's going to be a full start, hopefully this Sunday, barring, um, you know, no more injuries. Saquon Barkley's on the IR, you know, but we talked about that on the, <clears throat> the waiver wire episode. That's pretty much um, MRI confirmed yesterday that Raheem Mostert has an MCL sprain, but there is optimism that it won't lead to an extended absent, says uh, Kyle Shanahan. Mostert is expected. Isn't expected to play on Sunday, but you know, who knows what that really means? It could be two to three to <laughs> ten weeks. <laughs> yeah, I remember when Matt Burrito would get hurt last year. We would be like excited when Matt Burrito got hurt, but like I don't know if that says the same for uh, yeah, MCL sprain. Yeah, he two weeks. I, th- I think I've seen people come back like after two weeks. That hasn't that isn't too major. Cam Mustard. I mean, not Cam Mustard. Cam Akers uh, separated. Separated a rib cartilage? That sounds sick. That sounds pretty bad. Sounds pretty painful. Yeah, so he probably won't be playing anytime soon. Uh, so I, I so Daryl hinted like, oh my god, bro. It's it's it's. I don't know. They said it. Well, I don't. I guess they say he's day to day or week to week. Man, there's no way you're day to day. You separated your rib cartilage. What is that? Yeah, even yeah. Mean? yeah. You're gonna uh, be out for like 
it's like a couple of weeks, bro. How can you breathe? Yeah, that's it like that's like the white piece, like when you um when you grill a, a rib, like a, a beef rib. That's like the white piece, bro. Like that shit separated. Yeah, that is. Yeah. Hey, I got an inside source that uh told me that Malcolm Brown is a little banged up too. He has a broken finger. He broke his finger on Sunday. But they're saying that he shouldn't miss time though because he like he didn't miss no time on Sunday and um I guess it's just gonna come down to if he can like you know handle ball security. You know, that's crazy. If I break my finger, I'm sure it wasn't that I'm sure go ahead. I said if I break my finger, I'm sitting out two weeks. But he's trying to he trying to get that. He trying to keep his start role, man. Them dogs in that in that backfield. You see what Daryl Henderson did. They got the same amount of uh, volume, but we'll get to that when we get. Daryl Henderson looks. <laughs> it's like every week we're gonna be saying this, bro. Like <laughs> yeah. another Rams running back looks good, bro. Because now it's Daryl Henderson that looks great. It's like what the fuck. Hey man, let's get into why we here. Y'all got any more news? Nope. Fuck the Falcons, Falcons right? but you know. Fuck the Falcons, man. We only, I don't even want to talk about that. We'll talk about it when we get there. <clears throat> but we ain't trying to make this episode too long. So week three. I didn't get the um the over unders and the um what's they called the spread the spreads yeah I didn't get the spreads bro so you got to come in with the spreads got All right, you we're gonna start with Thursday night football they don't have no cool no cool song every other football show has like a cool song like Sunday night got uh, Carrie what what's her name Carrie whatever her name is singing the song you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Andy Wood and then Monday Night Football, time Monday Night Party. Hey, and Thursday night is just like, oh man, they just put this on just to satisfy us. It's some song. I just don't think it's as notable as the Monday Night or Sunday Night game. Well, the I don't know if this game would be notable either. The Dolphins are playing at the Jacksonville Jaguar Stadium, which is allowing fans. Um, Gardner Minshew is currently the number eight fantasy in half PPR leagues. Manchumania. Um, that's so crazy, man. He went 49 for 65 with an adjusted adjusted completion rate for 81. Uh, in two weeks, he had 512 yards at 8 out of 7.8, six touchdowns, the two interceptions. One of those interceptions <clears throat> coming off a last-minute pass on the um, by the defensive line on Sunday's game, if y'all watched it. It was a pretty good game. Gardner Mitchell's a beast, bro. Um, so I, yes, I give him like one interception. I, I, I charge him with one interception. The other one was wasn't his fault. Um, he has nine rushes for thirty eight yards. He's top six in percentage of all passing touchdowns thrown in the end zone. So when he gets down in the end zone, he's converting it to touchdowns. Number six among <clears throat> QBs, uh, as as far as matchups go, I think he's a start. I agree. You? I agree, man. He has been completely destroying the spread. He's he's been they've been like eight plus point underdogs the past two weeks and he's like he won one game outright and then like that was a very close game where he almost won you know that second game against Tennessee bro um, and speaking of the spread they are uh, Jacksonville's two and a half point favorites and it's over under forty eight you can start in Garner Mitchell Antonio uh, yes that's a that's a fact man Garner Mitchell uh, looks super legit bro. You know who also looks legit? James Robinson. 32 rushes for 164 yards and uh, one touchdown. That's in two games. Uh, 3.9 yards after contact. Uh, catch for five, four, he the ball four times, targeted five. Uh, four of those happened in week two, but it's okay. Uh, he has the eighth best matchup for running backs go. <laughs> top 20 in the <laughs> top 20. 
top 10 in elusive rate uh, with a 64.6 percentage, top 16 in breakaway percentage with 31, uh, 34. I think he's a lot didn't start every week now. I actually got him like top 15, I think, in my rankings. I haven't completely finished him, but I think I'm locking him in at top 15. How you feel, Tonya? I want to see him. Actually, I want to see what he does tomorrow, which would be nice. They play tomorrow, right? Yeah. Yeah, I want to see. Today when they listen. Okay. Well, I'm a bad. Okay, okay, okay. Sorry about that. So today, I want to see what he does uh, tonight. If if James Robinson goes out here and puts up about 90 plus on 15 touches and has like 20, 20 receiving yards, bro, I believe he would be a start every week. If Jacksonville offense continues to play how they're playing, which is surprisingly kind of good, seeing that they just let go possibly their best player almost in like franchise history. <laughs> like in Leonard Fournette, they just let him go like straight up. Taylor Ramsey. So yeah, they let go of their whole team. The whole team. Yes, yeah, like four years ago, brother, the Jaguars like was somebody to be reckoned with. Yeah, exactly. It was nasty, but I definitely agree with that, bro. He's a um definitely a, a, a strong RB2 play. Um the only thing I would say is that I just want to see what happens because they haven't been in any type of negative game strips. Right. So you know that is going to come. So once, you know, if he's still out there while they're trailing, you know, instead of like Chris Thompson, then then I think we can definitely like fire up, fire him up as an every week starter as like a top 15 play. But Chris, um, Chris yeah, for till now, he's a solid RB too. James, Ke- uh, what's his name? Joshua Kelly or James Robinson? Oh. oh. I'm going with the, ooh. The Robinson. Starter. Robinson. Robinson, yeah. Hey, speaking of that, dude, speaking of that, hey. We'll get there, we'll get there, we'll get there. Okay, okay, okay. <clears throat> DJ yeah, Shark. Relax, bro, patience. <laughs> I'm just so excited. DJ Shark, like I mentioned, <laughs> dealing with the chest injury, uh, so he's questionable. He caught seven uh, targets thrown to him for 109 yards and a touchdown. 84 yards came against the game against the Titans. Second <clears throat> second in dot on his team uh, to Tyler Eifert, who's beasting this year. Um, I actually want to start Tyler. I think no. Nah, I think I'll sit Tyler Alfred, but he is getting a lot of red zone targets. What do you mm-hmm. think about Tyler Alfred? I think he's streaming. Mm-hmm. I don't think people are that desperate yet. I, I, well, speaking of running backs being desperate, I wanted to mention this about Jane Robinson. After Bloody Bloody Tuesday, it's going to be a lot of running backs being started that probably wouldn't be started. You know what I mean? Because running backs, yes, we're talking tight ends. But yeah, I was just mentioning that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, he had only one red zone target. That's um something I didn't like to see about DJ Shark. He has a tough matchup against Brian Jones, but he left the game on Sunday um, against the Bills when they played. So I don't know how healthy he is. You know, I don't, I don't, uh, I didn't check on his injury status, but uh, he's playing seventy nine percent of the snaps, which which still leads all skill players. And I know he hasn't had like the touchdowns as or as many touchdowns that we would like, but I think DJ Shark is still a locked in uh, start. Keelan Cole is one of the wide receivers who, I, who was on the waiver list that Javar picked out. Um, he caught 11 passes for 105 yards and two touchdowns. He has had four red zone targets, but he would play slot most of the day, and he would go against the wide receiver, the cornerback Nick Needham. That's the same one that uh, Stephon Diggs smoked on Sunday. So I think Keelan Cole could be a, a good flex play for you this week if you need a, if you if you're in need of a flex play. Hey, but definitely for, put it, but put them in your wide receiver spot if you do. Yeah. <clears throat> look out yeah. for Lavisca Chenault too, man. I'm not ready to start Lavisca Chenault yet, but right. I, I, but Keelan Cole has gotten 12 targets. Um, yeah, so I, I like Keelan Cole. He's getting the targets. He's clearly the, the second uh, passing option out there, and he's getting those red zone targets. So I like yeah, him. he's he ain't scored in two straight weeks, I believe. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <clears> so. 
Definitely, if a uh, chart sits, man, I feel like you can definitely even if do Chark worse than Keelan Cole. Even if Chark does, yeah, well, Char- yeah, if Chark if Chark comes, if PV plays, I mean, he's more of like a wide receiver four play. But uh, if he doesn't play, then definitely he's a must start, almost a must start wide receiver three because he's, he's going to be the number one. Uh, I'm gonna pick another wide receiver that I well. We have to come up with something before the episode is over between who who, you, who would you start? Uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick, I have him as a sit. Is all the magic gone? I believe so. After this game, I pre- I think they might start Tua, man. He, uh, I thought he did pretty good on, on against Buffalo. Yeah, he, he only had two good. touchdowns all year. He like three did, he come, did it come last week? <laughs> Probably so. <laughs> yeah, I think he looked pretty good. I mean, I know fantasy-wise he did good. He had like 23 points. 519 yards, two touchdowns That's in two weeks. So that probably all came last week with the bulk of that because uh, they played the Patriots the first week. I don't know. I heard fans were booing and, and, and chanting for Tua. I don't know. He scored 24 points. He was 30, 31 for 47, 328 yards and two touchdowns. Yeah, he looked fans are booing last week. Fans were booing and cheering for Tua. That's all I'm saying. That was what the headline said. Maskins, uh, I mean, not Maskins, Miles Gaskins, Jonathan Howard, and Matt Burita. But he's sitting for me, so how about you? That's somebody I wanted to talk about, man. Like, it's, I mean, he's clearly the guy, right? Like, he's, he leads the team after two weeks. He still leads the team in snaps at 65%, and he's 11th in the league. Like, I was talking about about Ryan. It's magic. It's magic. Oh, Fitzpatrick. I thought you were talking about Gaskins. Ooh, boy. I don't know, bro. That, I don't, I think he could be okay as a QB2 in Superflex leagues. Fitzpatrick or Fitzpatrick. Fitzpatrick or Ryan Tannehill. Tannehill. Uh, hey. But I mean, I think Jacksonville is definitely a uh, defense that he can light up, right? And it's a pretty, pretty high over under at 48. So I'm not opposed to starting uh, Fitzpatrick. I'm actually thinking about doing that in one of my leagues. Miles Gaskins, Jordan Howard, Matt Burita. Gaskins leads in the tips with 16, uh, Howard with 13, Burita with 12. Gaskins has played 65% of the snaps, or he did play 65% of the snaps on Sunday. He has a top three matchup uh, for running backs, according to PFF. I think I, I think I still sit him if I can, man. Yeah, I wouldn't be excited about him, especially without him getting those goal line carries. But mm-hmm. if he goes off tomorrow, bro, he's, I mean, I definitely need, think he needs to be on now with him playing that many snaps. But he'll be startable if he if he does it for the third week in a row because he's been putting up decent games. Uh, De- uh, Devontae Parker, Devontae, I can't say his name, Parker <laughs> from the Miami Dolphins, nine for 12, 100 yards and a touchdown, 10.2 A dot leads the team in uh, yards per target with 8.3, 11, 0.11 yards per reception. He has a plus matchup versus Trey Henderson or Hendern, Herndon. I got him as a start. <laughs> I was saying hindering, hindering, or hurting. <laughs> I got him as a start, man. How about you? Who would you talk about? Devontae Parker. Yeah, if he plays, you got to start him. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Preston Williams. Not I got Preston Williams. Kid, he hasn't really been doing a lot for me. He's matched up against the rookie, CJ Henderson, who will be um, – Pretty solid for the most part. He's top five in, in uh, amongst in graded QBs according to PFF, and he's a rookie, so he he must be out there balling. Um, I got him as a sit. Yeah, definitely. Mike Jacek, Mike Jacek, 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 
Uh, he has a plus matchup against Josh Jones, uh, who's graded as 56, according to PFF. He went bonkers last week. He caught eight passes for 130 yards and a touchdown. So he he's clearly one of Fitzpatrick's uh, favorite targets. I think this is, what, year three with them together now or year two? I think it's year yeah year two, two for them together. Together, two? But this is yeah. Gusecki's third year, right? This is Gusecki's third year, yeah. All right. Yeah, so I got him as a lot to start this week. Yes. Definitely, yeah, I, bro. I, 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 I went back and looked at that game. Like, not look at the – I looked at the stats and stuff for, you know, that game. And Gusecki, bro, is is balling out this year, bro. Mm-hmm. He's number one in yards per route run, highest graded tight end so far through two weeks, bro. This, like, might be the the breakout tight end this year, bro. Yeah, and he, um, to, to add on to that, he led all tight ends in most air yards in week two with 119. <laughs> so It's third year, man. Yeah, I like uh, it, bro. Yeah, that's all I got for that game. On to the next game. The Bears come to the dirty, dirty, where the Falcons let people win that. So, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, exactly. So, if you're a betting man, bet the bet Chicago because they're getting three and a half points. Chicago is three and a half point underdogs, 47 and a half point under, under, or over, under. Under, under. Under, under. (laughs) Aussie, Aussie. Um, But yeah, so. In terms of starts and sits, you know you're starting Matt Ryan, Julio Jones, if he plays, Calvin Ridley, um, but some, you know, other start sits. Russell Gage, through two games, he's tied for eighth in targets and 13th in yards. Um, and on a team, he's second, you know, when he has one less target than Calvin Ridley. So, you know, we've been saying all year how they're going to have to throw a lot, bro, because mm-hmm. our defense is trash. So they're going to be in a lot of negative game scripts or a lot of shootouts, bro, where he's going to have to, you know, throw a lot. So Russell Gage is definitely, you know, benefited from that, bro. And then you add to the fact, of course, that he has a great matchup against Buster Screen, who's graded out as a 58, and Julio being banged up, bro. I believe Russell Gage is must start wide receiver three, like every week, every week, bro. Exactly, because mm-hmm. I just thought like he's he probably not gonna finish eighth in the tar- eighth in the league in targets, bro. But he's gonna be up there, bro. He's gonna have plenty of opportunities this year, bro, because we're gonna have to keep throwing the ball. I really hit on him. Yeah, that was a good call, bro. Yeah. Good call. Um, yeah. Allen Robinson, of course, he's a must-start, man. But, you know, he hasn't really lit up to the ADP. So, um, it's kind of risky. But I think, you know, thing he can't turn around this week because he's going against Falcons. So, you know, they let everybody go off. But I think, you know, a lot of his mediocre play has been to subpar QB. Um, PFF only has him as having 44% of his targets deemed catchable. So, you know, that's, you know, pretty hard to work with. I know you don't work with Bordos, man, but, you know, that's that's tough for anybody. But the good news is he has caught all of his targets that were catchable. And, um, you know, like I said, you got to start him against his uh, poor second Atlanta secondary, bro, because they could turn anybody's season around. They're going to get some points up. Definitely, bro. Um, Hayden Hurst, of course, he's a start. Um, great to see him evolve last week. He had eight targets, 72 yards, and a score. Gets Rokon Smith this week, who's great out as a 52.8. So, definitely like him. Y'all agree with everything so far? Man, yeah. fuck Hayden Hurst, man. <laughs> Why? Yeah, man, you want to get to him? <laughs> nah, man, because he ain't pick up that damn onside kick. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> he was out there? Oh, he yes. wasn't out there, bro. Yes, yeah, he was, bro. bro. Yes, he was. I saw his name. I synced it. Synced it. Oh, I was looking right at him. Nah, but nah, hey, fantasy wise, he's cool, man. Uh, yeah, he's, he's all cool. of them, all of them, bro. Anybody that was around the ball, yeah, everybody, every get out of here. You're out of here. Terms, but in terms of fantasy, I'm starting this week. 
Yeah. Um, Todd Gurley, man, I have him as a start, but you got to temper expectation, man. Um, you know, he's he's been kind of struggling, bro. So through two games, he hasn't uh, broken any tackles. He's hmm. dead last in elusive rating, 29th in breakaway percentage, and he's being taken off the field and passing down. I think he has like three targets through two games. So, you know, that's – you know, he's – Efficiency-wise, man, he's not looking too good, bro. Um, you know, the good news is, though, he is getting all of the work between the tackles still, and he does have the eighth-most goal line or inside the five carries. So as long as that um, continues, I think he'll be like a boring flex play. So I just think you got to, you know, temper your expectations. And, you know, when you draft him, bro, you think you get like a top-15 play, man. I think unless he turns it around, bro, those days might be over. It's weird because they just run him up the middle. They don't do any – they don't, like, run spreads or any – like, I mean, not spreads, but scratch plays with him or, like, any kind of, like, plays out of the shotgun. They literally just hand him the ball and he goes straight up the middle. It's really weird. Yeah, yeah it is. It's super weird, bro. He doesn't – he just doesn't like the same girly, bro. Then you get more creative, I, I guess, with so their play calling, bro. I think it's the play calling. I don't think it's girly. I think it's more so the play calling and they're taking him off the field. Yeah. And, you, the, and if you remember, though, he wasn't used as a passing down back um, especially towards the end of last year with the Rams. So, I mean, they were probably on to something, bro. Maybe just not good in the passing game no more, bro. I think it's something sick, like they're trying to save him for the playoffs and Dan Quinn's well, get- <laughs> bro, Playoffs? Yeah, get that out of here now, bro. You, no, playoffs? No, it's not going to work, bro. <laughs> don't, wait until we're, don't wait until we're two and six to start to, like, <laughs> feed this guy, bro. Like, Watch that's what happened, bro. Watch that's what happened. Bro, they I took him off the Maybe Montgomery or uh, Ty Gurley. David Montgomery. David Montgomery, not even close, in my opinion, man. Um, speaking of him, you know, after he uh, he didn't he looked better. Like week one, he, you know, if you look at the fantasy points, he really didn't do good. But if you watch that film, he looked good, man. He was breaking tackles. But last week is when you know is that he flashed that that potential that we were all hoping for. Yeah. So through two weeks, he's thirteenth in rush yards, ninth in yards after contact per attempt. Tied for 10th in avoided tackles uh, per attempt and 14th in elusive rating. Um, and he's also getting being targeted in the passing game. Also, um, three targets a game through two. So, definitely good to see, man. I believe uh, he's uh, like a load of RB2, bro, with an RB1 ceiling if he, you know, continues to be used in the passing game. I think uh, Cohen was like, what he saw, like six opportunities, I believe, last game. After they paid him all the money, too. So, that was kind of weird. But One target. He got one target. Yeah, so that was that was weird. But, you know, I love to see that Montgomery getting those targets because we all know that he's more than capable of doing that, man. I think he, like, he scored a touchdown off of a, uh, you know, a pass or whatever. Like, I don't know if y'all saw that play, bro, but he put a sick. move on somebody. Yeah, he put a move on somebody, bro. But, yeah, that's all I got from my starts. Do y'all think y'all have anybody else that y'all want to start that I didn't mention? Oh, which game is that? No. Montgomery, Montgomery or Antonio Gibson? Montgomery. Just the, the touches is too good to pass up. Um, but, yeah, so moving on to sits, uh, Anthony Miller, man. Um, I'm sitting him this week. He's almost droppable, bro. Um, you know, we all had high hopes for him coming into the year, but he's only playing 41% of the snaps through two games. So I uh, definitely think he's too risky to be in lineups. And, you know, I wouldn't be opposed to cutting that guy. Um, he does have a good matchup against Darquez Denard, who's on, only graded out as a 51, according to PFF so far. He played better last week, though. I think yeah, he played he better. The first game. 
Yeah, that might be why, because he's uh, they got him down as allowing an 80% catch rate and eighth most yards per route cover. So we'll see what, what Denaro we get this week. But, uh, you know, he can turn around, but I'm not, you know, trusting him until I see him turn that around. Definitely. Um, Jimmy Graham, after he got his seven targets um, in week one, he followed up with one last week. So just mm-hmm. think he's a touchdown dependent tight end that you, you know, not going to be excited to start any week. And uh, this is not a plus matchup for him. He's going to be going against Deion Jones. Um, he's only allowing the seventh fewest fantasy points per route. So don't like Jimmy Graham this week. And last but not least, um, Trubisky, man. Um, I know they're 2-0, and but last week he looked like the Trubisky we were accustomed to seeing throughout his career so far. So um, I'm not even – even in Superflex League, I'm not looking to start him. Um, and, of course, PFF has him as the 17th-ranked matchup, so it's not a good matchup. In plus matchups like Detroit, maybe you can consider him, but anything below that, I'm not starting him. I mean, Atlanta's defense was okay. They just was on the field too long, if you ask me. They should have run yeah. the ball. We put we were passing the ball way too much. But anyway, on to the Rams <laughs> and the Bills. Our defense is trash, bro. That was <laughs> trash, bro. Josh Allen, the great white hope, is not trash. Uh, he's probably going to finish the the year probably what top three QB. Uh, he went twenty four for thirty five last week with a seventy seven uh, adjusted completion rate, four hundred and seventeen yards with a ten point seven a dot and four touchdowns. That's his second week in a row. We like we mentioned on the last episode that he's thrown for three hundred yards. Um, <clears throat> he rushed for eighteen rush uh, yards uh, last game, so he didn't even have to rush because he was just going bonkers with his arm. You know what I mean? Pause. Uh, middle of the pack, you know, matchup for QBs fourteenth according to PFF. The Rams gave up thirty yards rushing to Dak Week One. Uh, that's ten yards uh, uh, attempt. Tied for ninth in dropbacks under pressure, but eighth in adjusted completion rate under pressure with 80% completion rate while under pressure. Uh, Tenth in deep ball passes attempt, nine completed, nine thrones completed, seven of them for 211 yards. He's going off um, every week pretty much. I think he's a must play. I definitely think he's going to do a lot more running this game just because of the Rams secondary is so good. Um, and that's where the Rams are weak at. They give up a lot of yards on the ground. Um, two back-to-back games giving up 90-plus yards. Well, that was to Zeke and Miles Sanders, but, I mean, that's two games back-to-back rushing. And uh, Josh Allen is just as good as running back as them two guys. So I think – I actually think – well, we all know Josh Allen is the start. I was thinking we could start Devin Singletary too because I think there's going to be a lot of rushes in, in that game because Jalen Ramsey back there, it's not going to be a lot of passes. I don't know about Zach Moss because I think we have to sit him because, you know, just we've seen the the Jekyll and Mr. Hyde share cap between them. Last week, uh, Zach Moss only touched the ball eight times. He didn't get any of the targets, and he didn't get any of the um, the red zone touches. So, I don't know. I'm starting Devin Singletary sitting Zach Moss. How about y'all? Oh, you, most. You on mute. Or you, Tonio. Well, um... I feel you like every single Terry. Would I start every single Terry? Yeah. Over the likes of who? Uh, Devin Singletary or what's another good RB two? Daryl Henderson. Man, uh, man, see if Malcolm Brown sits, is Zach, is Zach Moss is sitting this week, right? Zach, I saw that he he appeared on the injury report. Did he not? Uh, I haven't heard anything like heard too serious. He probably taking a day off or something, but. I mean, hey, what well, uh, Devin Singletary? Okay, Devin Singletary or Jared McKinnon? Devin Singletary. That's the simple fact that Jared McKinnon is like 
hasn't played in like two years. He only played in what two games in the past two years. Yeah, but he's looked good in those two games. He did, and Devin Singletary didn't look good against a suspect Miami defense. Like, like exactly. So I think so, I would go Jerry McKinnon over him. Um, and then, like in terms, like of course, like Zach Moss, you say he only touched the ball eight times, but in terms of snaps played, they're still like right down the middle split. So I don't want to play think, him. Yeah, with with Josh Allen vulturing a lot of these touches, man, I don't think I can. You could start any of them really until one becomes maybe more established and pulls away from the other. But until yeah. then, I'm, I don't like it. But Matt, there's two two back to back games giving up 90 rush yards. I just think it's going to be a lot of running going on, and Buffalo yeah. is a running team, so I don't think he'll be bad. I know more. Yeah, not no more. Like, hey, Josh like Allen has through for three hundred yards. Had, they haven't had. I don't think they forgot how to run though. They haven't. Yeah, had they don't, yeah, exactly. But you know, I think this they, is gonna be the game. We are gonna see. I think Josh Allen will give you some running back numbers on the yard on, the, on with his feet this week. That, yeah, yeah, that's that's quite possible because Devin Singletary only ran the ball ten times for fifty six yards. So they ain't have to. I mean, shit, like you like like Lo said, they ain't have to. Uh, Stephon Diggs, I have him as a start because you just got to start your studs. Uh, he's top 10 in route um, yards, ran per route with 2.95. Um, he caught eight passes for 153 yards and a touchdown last week. He went bonkers. He had two targets in the red zone, but he will be matched up against Jalen Ramsey. Even though they do move Diggs all around the field, uh, 32% of his snaps on the left, 32 in the slot, 36 on the right. Jalen Ramsey has pretty much even numbers on the left and the right, so he pretty much follows his the top wide receiver everywhere except the slot. So I know it's not a good matchup, but you got to start your studs. Who I don't feel like I feel like you should sit is John Brown, who went he caught four passes for 82 yards and a touchdown. Uh, he did lead the team in red zone targets. He caught three of them for two touchdowns. Um, he'll be matched up against Darius Williams, who PFF has graded as a 73. He's given up less than 60 percent catch percentages. Um, so I got him as a sit, man. He got that that last minute touch, not last minute touchdown, because they were. I mean, they were. They had to win the game to get the touchdown. But he got that late touchdown that saved his fantasy day. You like John uh, John Brown, Antonio? Yeah, I do, man. I, I like him. He is their home run threat, and the fact that they got Stephon Diggs, who can also stretch the field too. So they really got to p- pick their poison with whether they're going to guard John Brown or Stephon Diggs. I feel comfortable starting both of them, really, especially with the performance that Josh. Allen put on last week. I think both of them are good to go. I, you can, I, I think what John Brown be a wide receiver three. Yep. John Brown or Allen uh, Lazard. John Brown. Uh, John Brown. Yeah, man. Well, ooh, if are we assuming Devontae Adams is in? Devontae Adams playing. Then John Brown. Yeah. Mm. yeah. I, I'm saying. Yeah, John. I just think I, like going to the year, I didn't think it was going to be enough for it to go around to John Brown and Stephon Diggs, but. In, the way it's they're playing right now, bro, they're, they're throwing the ball way more than anybody expected. So, if that continues, bro, like weekly three. Matchup, yeah, I mean, matchup. I mean, but you can only, like, you can only, like, you know, put too much into the matchup, bro. Like, if they're throwing the ball the a lot, man. secondary, bro. I don't think they're going to be throwing the ball a lot. Yeah, and the Bills' offensive line gives up a lot of sacks, I mean, and a lot of pressure. That could be because Josh Allen holds the ball a lot, and I think, that he's not going to be able to do that against. He did it against Miami, you know what I'm saying, uh, a bad team he had to throw that much against because the Rams couldn't – I mean, not the Rams, but the Miami Dolphins couldn't score, you know what I mean, when, at will. I think the Rams are going to stop him from doing all that passing and they're going to slow the game down like they do. They're going to make it, a, a you know, a bang-out game and they're going to make it ugly. He, he's not going to be able to do all that. That's what I think. Me personally, That's why I think it's going to be more of a running game. That's me personally. I still think yeah. it's going to – 
I respect it. Um, on the other side of the ball, like I said, Jared Goff, I have him also as a sit. The Buffalo defense is just very good. And Jared Goff, I think the, the room, the, the, the thing is still going, you know, start him against bad defenses, sit him against good ones. You feel the same way, Tony? Are you starting Jared Goff? Is this uh, in LA or in Buffalo? Um, I think Buffalo. it's in, in Buffalo. What's the spread, Los? Uh, the Rams are two and a half point underdogs, and it's a 47 and a half point over under. That's a lot of points. Uh, Brad, honestly, man, to tell you the truth, man, I think Jared Goff might be a start. Him and, um, man, what's my tight end name from, uh, what's my boy, um, man? Higby. Yeah, Higby. Yeah, man. I think the Higby going to go ham, bro. Like, the Bills is gay. What? <laughs> the Higby. <laughs> like, I think dude's going to go ham against the Buffalo Bills defense that actually just gave up a monster day to Mike Jacecki, man, to Fitz Magic. So, like, yeah. it's, it's possible. They look great against Philadelphia's defense, even though the, the rule to beat Philadelphia's defense is to throw the ball on them. Yeah. But still, they can do that. They, they, can, they, ha- they draw up the, the creative schemes and the creative plays to get their playmakers in space, something that the Falcons haven't done since, like, Kyle Shanahan. It's not a Falcon podcast. So. Tyler Higby is a start. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he had a monster week last week with the three touchdowns. The wide receivers, Robert Woods and Cooper Cup, both starts for me. Uh, ben Jefferson, I got him as a sit. Anybody else from that game, from that Rams? Not uh, just up. We talk about the running yeah. back. Yeah. Uh, the, uh, the running backs they are in a plus matchup against um, the Rams. Like I mentioned before, PFF has it as a top ten matchup. Um, Hendo in week two had three targets for forty yards. Um, two of those targets were in the red zone. Malcolm had none of, no targets in the red zone. Hendo last week had 12 rushes for 81 yards and a touchdown. Malcolm Brown had 11 rushes for 47 yards. He didn't get the touchdown, but he did get two red zone uh, rushing attempts. Um, Malcolm Brown had one carry inside the five, and Hendo had two, and he converted on one of his. No, Malcolm Brown had two. Hendo had one. Hendo just scored on his. The Bills are stingy uh, rushing uh, rushing defense, not giving up more than 100 games in back-to-back games against the Miami Jets. I mean, the Miami and the Jets. So, I mean, but, I mean, those are not formidable offenses, but they still haven't gave up 100 yards on the ground. Um, I think Malcolm Brown is probably a sit. I think both of them are sits for me if I had to choose. But if I had to choose, I think I would start Daryl Henderson. How about you, Lowe's? Yeah, he's he like I said in the beginning, like he looks like the best back like that we just saw recently. So, um, according to PFF, he leads the Rams in yards per carry, yards at the contact per attempt, elusive rating, and rush grade. So, I know Cam Akers has you know he didn't get a lot of touches week one and he got hurt week two. So we still don't really know the full story on him. But as of now, Henderson looks like the best back. So if I'm starting one, it would be him. If I had to start one. Yeah, it's 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 risky, man. It's a what we what we call that last year with the uh, the Chiefs receiver. It's like a landmine Russian roulette. Yeah, exactly, bro. Uh, the Washington Football Team at the uh, Cleveland Browns. Uh, Devin Haskins went nineteen for thirteen last week, uh, two hundred thirty-three yards and a touchdown. How you feel about Devin Haskins this year, Lowe's? I mean, this week, Lowe's. Uh, don't like Devin Haskins. Uh, or Dwayne Haskins. Dwayne Haskins. Did you, ah, bro, you, you said Devin, and then I said it right. I was like, as I was saying, I'm like, was, bro, this doesn't do sound right. I was trying to do that. I was trying to do <laughs> No, that. you wasn't. No, you was not. Get out of here. Get out of here. So uh, Washington is seven-point underdogs. They uh, with an over-under of 44. So um, expected to be a, a fairly low-scoring game. 
Um, I have him as a sit. Um, so he's thrown 30 plus time both weeks, but he hasn't really had much to show for it. Uh, he only has a 61 adjusted completion rate. So uh, I'm still a believer in him, but until he starts, uh, you know, getting a little better with his efficiency stats, man, I'm gonna have to, uh, leave him on my bench, man. I think he has like 11 points in both his games so far. So, um, don't like him this week. What about the rest of them? Antonio Gibson played most of the snaps last week. Huh? Antonio's muted. Oh, well, Antonio Gibson played most of the snaps last week. Um, at running back, he played 65% of the snaps. He rushed for thir- 13 times for 55 yards, a touchdown. He had two targets, but they didn't convert it to any yards. How do you feel about Antonio Gibson now that he's taking the dominant role after Peyton Barber robbed everybody of their fat points after he scores two touchdowns and, you know, tough. No, 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 no. <laughs> it was never a good idea to play Peyton Barber, my friend. <laughs> never, whenever, you, whenever you say, hmm, should I play Peyton Barber? Just no. <laughs> bro, Peyton Barber's going to touchdown. What are we going to do? What are we going to do about that? I thought nah, he was bro. a good play, bro. I thought nah, it was a good play. I thought it was a good play. Hey, man. Hey, you saw how he, he was a little saucy. I was like, damn. Tony, I said, damn, game started uh, Peyton Barber. He said, is, is Clyde Edwards alert playing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it sure is. <laughs> the man had one yard on one carry, <laughs> bro. That was funny, bro. But how you? What would you? How you feel about Gibson this week, Tonyo? Um, I'm excited to see him like start the game and get the full workload and like let him get. I want to see him get 15 plus carries, hopefully 20. Mm-hmm. You know, if if we see that and we see like a, and a touchdown, I gotta have a touchdown, bro. I need a touchdown. Yeah, like, did he score? He week. scored last week. I need mm-hmm. two touchdowns then. Like, oh shit, bro! It, it looks little, good though, man. A little greedy there. Hey, hey you got to be greedy sometimes, man. <laughs> what he went uh, thirteen for fifty-five. Yeah, he looked good, man. Um, and yeah, and like I said, it's it's good. Well, I didn't say, it, but it's good to see that his snaps rose from twenty-six percent to sixty-five last week. So mm-hmm. definitely trending in the right direction. Um, in terms of touches, man, I don't really need him to have. 15, like 15, 20. Well, I, I want him to have that, but like in turn, yeah. like I look at it as opportunities. If he can give me like 13 rushes and maybe, you know, six, five, six targets, you know, and you know, that'll make it what 18, 19 opportunities. As long as he's around that area, man, he's going to be pretty much must start territory, like a RB2 with upside every week. We well, had two targets, two targets and one catch last week. Mm-hmm. I think he's way too explosive just to have two, two targets. You feel me? He, he definitely needs to have. Like fifteen rushes, five, five targets. Right. Yeah, this would be the game to do it in. Uh, Terry McLaurin is a start. Uh, Steven Sims Jr. We, of course, we know he had uh, he's dealing with injury problems, so he's a sit for me. Logan Thompson, though, who's beaten with the non-target week last week, caught four of those for twenty-six yards. Though that was pretty gross. How you feel about uh, Logan Thompson, Los? Oh, Tony, about Logan Thompson. Or nobody. <laughs> nah, it's uh, <laughs> Logan Thomas is his name. Um, yeah, bro. but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who the hell is that? <laughs> <laughs> he said it twice too. Um, but yeah, man. Um, sorry about that, man. My freaking nephew keeps turning the lights off. But um, hey, I didn't know what you were doing, over there, bro. bro. I swear it, it wasn't <laughs> on purpose. Had, I thought bro. he had the clap off thing. He forgot. Oh, no, we got we got voice. We got the little Philip Hue lights, bro. And if you don't say like living room. Lights off, like if you just say all light, if lights off, it's gonna turn all the lights off in the house. But anyway, that's nonetheless <laughs> first world problems. But, uh, <laughs> Logan Thomas, man, uh, definitely. I don't know if I would start him yet, but 
he's trending in that direction. Um, and in terms of this week, uh, he does have a middle of the road matchup. It's about 14th rank according on uh, the PFF um, for tight ends this week. But he's had the third most targets at the tight end position behind only Waller and Kelsey through two weeks. And, um, you know, he just really has, hasn't had much to show for it. But he's third right now in expected fantasy points, but only 18th in actual fantasy points. So positive regression is definitely on the way. He's one of those stash players that can definitely, you know, might be able to throw in your lineup if um, once that positive regression hits. Um, and for anybody that doesn't know, expected fantasy points is where they take, like, I think it's like a thousand, just, it's a large database and like players that have gotten this target in this spot, you know, like they take that and like they multiply by like a, a large number or whatever. So they have like a large uh, sample. So if he's getting a target on like the five yard line or if he's getting a target on third and two, like they have a certain amount of points that that player should be getting on average. So right now he's third in expected fantasy points, which is very good but he's only 18. So he just hasn't been like as efficient as we need him to be. So once he starts doing that, man, he could be a beast. On the other side of the ball, we have Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. Kareem Hunt only paid 34% of the snaps, but he pretty much got had the same output as Nick Chubb. How do you feel about, I know you're going to start Nick Chubb this week. How do you feel about Kareem Hunt? Um, Me personally, I, he's pretty much, he's trending towards the same status as Chubb, which is an obvious start every week. Uh, through two games, he's played on 44% of the snaps compared to 54% with Chubb. He has 31 opportunities to Chubb's 33 opportunities through two weeks. Um, he's ranked uh, – they're both ranked top 10. He, um, he's ranked 15th in breakaway percentage, first in elusive rating, first in yards at the contact per attempt, and 10th in avoided tackles per attempt. Bro, so, like, Hunt, to me, is a must-start, bro, because – like we saw last week, when they do have positive game scripts, bro, like it's it's pretty much unfair for, you know, somebody to a team to be able to run Chubb at you for three quarters, and still, you know, you still have Hunt in on pass downs. But in that fourth quarter, when they have the game in hand, you have Hunt, who's like fresh as fuck now, coming to run on a beat up defense. Like that's pretty much unfair. And like, and with them being seven point favorites, it's like looking like that's going to be the same way this week. So definitely this week, he's a, a high upside. RB2 with RB1 um, a ceiling, but every week, man, I'm, I'm starting to hunt. If you were in a 10-man office league and you had Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt on your team, would you start both of them? In terms of – you got to look at the at the projected yeah. game script. So, like, now they're seven-point favorites. So, yeah, I would be okay with starting both of them because it's looking like they're going to have the game in hand, and then once Chubb has his 20 touches out the way, they're going to have Hunt come in for the closer. And he's going to be like he did last week. So, what uh, David Montgomery or Kareem Hunt? Oh, I would go. I would go Montgomery just for the guaranteed touches. Okay, okay, they're close. They're super close though. Um, what about the wide receivers for Cleveland? OBJ, Jarvis Landry. Do you think the OBJ is back with the four catch, seventy four yard touchdown game last week? Yes, right. and definitely because he could have had more than that. Uh, you know, he had that pass interference where the dude grabbed his jersey on a would-be second touchdown. And on that play in the end zone, man, it was like a timing route with him and uh, Baker, and it looked like Baker threw the ball like a half a second too late, and that's why, like, it, he didn't connect with him on there. So he could have very well had three touchdowns, bro, but he still put up a nice game. So I think he's back, man. You got to start him every week. And he has a good matchup. He has a good matchup this week. 
Um, Jarvis Landry, I think he's nothing more than like a low upside uh, wide receiver three this week. Um, he does have a good matchup with Jimmy Moreland, but um, he's only seen nine targets total through two weeks. Uh, what about Austin Hooper, man? I think it's almost time to push the red button on Austin Hooper with the two-catch, 22-yard game, man. He's looking pretty gross out there. Or well, the offense is just not, like, going to him or something. Something's not right. Something's not clicking. What's going on out there? You want to take that one, Antonio? Yeah, man. I just think the simple fact that, like, he's not that good at advertising, <laughs> man. Like, straight up. <laughs> you know what wow. I'm saying? <laughs> I mean, but, but think about it. Like, to your point, bro, they, they got two – really good running backs. They have two good wide receivers. Like, I mean, just, just by default, he's kind of going to be the odd man out. Now he might have some games where they're kind of more so focused on him. This could be that game. Is Josh Norman still with the Redskins or the uh, Washington football team? No. Oh, he's not? Ooh. No. Ooh. That would be what? good news for him if he was, because he was yeah, getting torched last year. Front, but that front seven for uh, the Washington Redskins are like, sick right now. Like, they're going crazy. Yeah, they are. Couldn't stop Kyle last week, but yeah, they're yeah, going to put a lot of pressure. They're going to put a lot of pressure on uh, Dwayne Haskins. They're going to heat him yeah. up. Yeah, man. But um, oh, you mean on Baker? No, nah, we were talking about on oh, yeah on Baker. Yeah, yeah. I was like, why but, uh, they're putting pressure on them in practice right now when they're going against each other. But <laughs> but anyway, uh, Hooper definitely. I agree with that, man. I don't. I think he is good. I just don't think he's getting. He's not involved in the offense for some reason. Um, and, you know, we thought his value would go down when he left ATL, but I don't think any of us realized that he would be pretty much non-existent, bro. He only has – yeah, he only has six targets through two weeks and 37 yards total. So, in redraft, man, he's almost to that drop territory. Um, but definitely a sit this week. Um, and I'm, I'll be willing to start players like Drew Sample in the same game over him. Mm. Uh, on to the next game, the Tennessee Titans at the Minnesota Vikings. Ryan Tannehill, he has the 26th best matchup for quarterbacks, uh, according to PFF. He went 18 for 24 last week, 78.3 adjusted uh, completion rate, 239 yards and four touchdowns. He went crazy with the touchdown uh, department. The Vikings are coming off a game where they only gave up 214 yards passing, uh, and that's one touchdown to uh I forgot who I was about to say. But anyway, Aaron Rodgers torched him in week one. Tannehill is not Aaron Rodgers, so I don't think that's happening. Um, I got Tannehill as a sit for me. I, I think this is the bounce back game for Derrick. You don't like that? You don't like sitting Tannehill? I don't know, man. Minnesota looks like a fucking stomping ground on defense, bro. Like, no, I don't I think don't know if I, I they only gave up 214 yards in passing last week. They ain't look too hot on offense to me, though, yeah. bro. They, I mean, yeah, they, they just look bad as a whole. I don't know. I, I think I'm starting them now. What does the offense got to do with them giving up 214 yards passing? They still alive. Who did they play last week? The Colts. The Colts. So to Rivers? Yeah. Where they ran, where they ran like 30 <laughs> times on them, bro? Like, I'm not putting too much weight on that, bro. Like, Tannehill's look good, and Minnesota PFF, has not looked PFF, good. PFF is on my side, bro. It says the 26. I got okay. him. Hey, remember hey, who said it, bro? I'm hey, starting Tannehill this week. I'm sitting. Had to get sidetracked. Did y'all see DeForest Buckner throw this that is only in, in first, in first quarterback in one quarterback leads, though? I'm not sitting him in two quarterback leads. Oh, yeah, 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 I, yeah. Did y'all see that play when DeForest Buckner threw that offensive lineman out the way? No. Yeah, I did see that. that Jesus he posted, Christ, He posted bro. on Twitter. Yes, bro. He, like, it's like grown man. 
It's like a little boy out there. You don't I know, know boy. I know he's starting Derrick Henry. Um, he had the best matchup according to PFF last week. He did nothing. Um, hopefully, this really, just didn't score, man. Yeah, that that he didn't look terrible, and then you know you got the the stat. I don't know if y'all have seen it on Twitter, but it's been a couple of people that posted like his his yards per carry in um, September, October, and they're always like like sub sub four, like three point seven, three point eight, you know, to four point. But then when it gets to like November, December, bro, it, like it should be like five, six, seven yards a carry, bro. So mm-hmm. you just got to stick with Henry, bro. Like the touchdowns will come, um, and you know he's gonna be a beast down the stretch of the year, like he usually is. Uh, be on the lookout for A.J. Brown. He didn't practice like we mentioned again today. Corey Davis caught three of his five targets for 36 yards and a touchdown. He was so excited with the touchdown. He has a favorable matchup against Jeff Gladney. I don't know how to say that name, bro. Gladney. Who was uh, PFF has graded as a 48. Uh, the volume does concern me. Like I mentioned before, I don't think there's going to be a lot of passing going on in this uh, in this game on the Tennessee side of the ball. I think Derrick Henry's going to get a lot of touches. Um, he was he's sixth in the league in yards ran per route uh, with 2.1. I think you can put him in the flex just because he's going to get. Hopefully, they're going to target him in the red zone. But I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm, I don't like it though. Jonu is big – well, what I mean, excuse me, big Jonu Smith. Uh, uh, big four catches last week for 84 yards and big two touchdowns. Uh, he's a lot to start at tight end for me. How do you feel about Corey Davis, Tony O? Or the uh, Corey Davis, uh, if, if A.J. Brown does not play, then he is definitely a start, at, uh, you know, as a wide receiver three. Wouldn't like to see him more involved last week, but um, – he did get a touchdown, and I think, you know, he's going to be the number one – well, 1A, him and Jonah will be the, you know, the top two targets if AJ's out. First player of the game, my boy Jonah went crazy. Put a team on that battle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, him coming out of – what, he came out of Tennessee State, I believe? HBCU. I'm saying, yeah, he was like his, – his spark score was, like, off the charts. Like, he's always been athletic, and he just had Delaney Walker, who he kind of is, like, very similar to probably just a little more explosive. He was just, like, in his way. But with him going and with A.J. out, too, man, he's – I think he can – It's a dressing yeah. visit. Yeah, big jungle, you know what I'm saying? A.J. Smith, Mr. Smith. I don't, hey, but Corey Davis is kind of concerning, man, because, like, the first week he got a lot of targets, and then I don't know what happened week two. But he got a touchdown to save, his, to save the outing, so – I don't know. We'll see. Was, what was AJ Brown too. It was weird. We'll see. Well, I, I guess he was getting most of that number one coverage since AJ Brown was out, but he got he got those red zone targets. On the other side of the ball, Kirk Cousins, man, you are trash. Ass. <laughs> you are trash, bro. Uh, Dalvin Cook is a start for me. Um, he is not trash. Alvin Adam Thielen, uh, he has a great matchup matchup against Jonathan Joseph. He's seen um, eight targets last week in a horrible day. Um, Kirk Cousins just made the whole team look trash. So but I definitely think he has a bounce back week this week. He's locked in as a start. Y'all agree? Yeah. Adam Thielen? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So really Dalvin Cook and Adam Thielen are the only starts on the Minnesota Minnesota side of the ball for me. That's it. Las yeah. Vegas at the Patriots. Uh Derek Carr went crazy last uh, week. He beat the Aints. Uh he went 28 for 38, 282 yards and three touchdowns. How you feeling about Derek Carr versus the Patriots defense close? Um, I'm not opposed to him as like a I wouldn't want wouldn't want to stream him if 
if it was a one quarterback league, but in terms of Superflex, I'm following him as a QB two. Um, so far, he's fifth in adjusted completion percentage, and they are six point underdogs with a decent over under. So um, I think that allowed him to throw the ball a lot, and he hasn't looked bad. So I know he uh, the first week he didn't you know return value or anything, but he just didn't have no touchdowns. Like in terms of like looking good out there, I think he did that. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Josh Jacobs also looked good. 27 rushes, 88 yards, and three targets. He caught all of them. He didn't have the running back one week that he had the week before, but, man, he's just still beasting out there. I was mad Jalen Richardson got that touchdown. Hey, to add on to Derek Carr uh, and um, him going against the Patriots defense, the Patriots defense are allowing 21.4 fantasy points to opposing quarterbacks so far through 2020. So. Mm. Yeah, and two quarterback leagues, I think you can go out there and play them. But in one quarterback league option, you might want to find like something a little more with a with a safer floor. But that's my opinion. Well, I mean, they they played Cam or not Cam? They played uh, Russell Wilson, who's playing out of his freaking mind. MVP. The, yeah, week before that, they allowed uh, you know eleven to Fitzpatrick, so that kind of skews the stat a little bit. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, we don't know. We really don't know what they are yet because you have somebody playing MVP level and you yeah. have some guy who we don't know if we're going to get Fitzpatrick or Fitzmagic, so. Yeah, he's about to retire. We can tell you that. Yeah. The, the Raiders wide receivers, Ed, Edwards and um, Ruggs, both played 61% of the snaps. I don't want to start either of those guys. Um, Darren Waller is the man. What if they put um, Stephon Gilmore on Darren Waller? They, they might because he is their he is their number one receiver, bro. Yeah. Through two weeks, one. through two weeks, Renfro, Ruggs, and Edwards have combined for sixteen total targets, bro. <laughs> Waller, it's Waller, and then what else? Whatever you can get, like the little leftover one or two targets. Like, bro, that is insane, bro. Like Darren Waller, everybody was screaming like he's about to regress, regress, bro, because the guy they got receivers. Like, bro, they're still yeah. rookies. With no offseason, bro, like, I don't understand how he, you know, he he, he was going, of course, mm-hmm. higher than what he went last year, but he should have probably been, like, the number three or four tight end taken off the board, bro. Who was the Dude. number three tight end taken off the board? He should have been – Probably Mark Andrews. Yeah. No, no, Mark Andrews going crazy. He should have been above, like um, – He didn't get as much targets as uh, Waller. Yeah, that's true. But he's getting – imagine that, where Mark Andrews' target share is, is large and – Darren Waller is like, yeah, that's cool. <laughs> yeah. Hold my who has more – who had – um, I'm for sure that Darren Waller has way more air yards than uh, – Yeah, Martin. yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, 109. Probably close. Probably nah, close. Dude, he had 109 last, last, um, last week in week two. Oh, yeah. And Andrews kind of struggled. Oh, I don't know if he struggled. He just didn't have a good game week two. And dude, Darren Waller runs a 4-4, bro. Come on. Yeah, he's a monster, bro. That's That was my only, like, red flag with him is thinking he was going to regress a little bit. You know, just if those targets came down, I was worried about his production. But the targets ain't came down, so that dude's still yeah, a stud. If he getting touchdowns, it's going to be crazy. Yeah, yes. it's crazy. Cam Newton on the other side of the ball, he had a great game against the um, the Seahawks, 30 for 44, 397 yards, a touchdown and an interception. But he also had two rushing touchdowns and 47 yards. He's looking like that MVP Cam. Again, uh, he's a lot there, top 10 quarterback for me. The Patriots running back, I don't want any part of that. If James White comes back, maybe. Um, how do you feel about that, Lowe's? Yeah, I agree, man. Um, Burkhead, if I had to choose one, it was Burkhead because he was the guy out there the most. 
And uh, Sony, I think, played like 15 snaps, bro. Like, mm-hmm. no, bro. I'm not going anywhere near him, bro. But this does give you an opportunity to to stash Damian Harris still because I thought that Sony might run away with this opportunity with uh, Cam Newton there. You know, usually they have rushing quarterbacks. They, they help out the running backs. But I guess Sony Michelle missed the memo, bro, because he still looks like trash. Yeah, this is a, a very similar situation to their one of their uh, – AFC East opponents, the Buffalo Bills. Like Cam Newton is like he's rushing 10 plus times a game, getting all the goal line carries like it was 2015, man. Like I would stay away from all the running backs to like basically until like something shakes out. Like whether Damian Harris you said, go ahead, pick him up, get him for the low. And, you know, so hopefully he comes in and, and, and makes a splash. But Cam Newton is their running back right now, especially in the red zone. Julian. They're literally they're they're doing QB sneaks out of shotgun formation, bro. Like yeah. that shit's wild. Like yo, they, y'all know what we're about to do, and y'all still can't. Well, they started at the end, but we ran that same play. Yeah, that's the for, only the, for the for the most part. That was shit was unstoppable. I mean, they passed off of it that one time. Yeah, Julian Edelman seen has seen eighteen targets, two hundred and thirty six yards. He hasn't caught a touchdown in two weeks. Um, but he's he's clearly Cam Newton's favorite target because all the rest of the Patriots wide receivers are sits for me and the tight ends. What the, what you uh, hold up. Oh, slow your roll now. Uh, Nikhil yeah. Harry is starting yeah. to rise up my board, bro. Um, he's averaged nine targets through two weeks, and he's played uh, – Hasn't broken between him. I think it's between him and uh, Demir Bird on the most snaps. He's played 82% of the snaps. So, how many um, has he breaking? How, many, how much space has he gotten? Uh, <laughs> I mean, tackles as he broke. I really don't look for my receivers to break too many tackles out there. So, uh, but I will say that if he if he's looking, if he's averaging that, if he's still getting that type of volume, I'm not saying to start him. Maybe not yet, just yet. Maybe if you're desperate as a wide receiver three, but um, he has a good matchup against Trayvon Mullen. Um, and New England also has the fifth best matchup for wide receivers this week. So, um, I like it, bro. And he's also scoring eight points less than his expected fantasy production. So, um. Definitely should see some positive aggression soon on, on him. And he avoided one yeah. tackle, Gabe. This is A dot right now. Mm-hmm. Not sure. Let me see. I'll be interested to see what that is. The next game we got the 49ers are at the Giants. Nate Mullins is getting the start. He's had he went eight for eleven and seventy-one yards in the interception on on his replacement for Jimmy G. Uh he had some good games in 2018, but uh no lows. Well, I was going to talk about them, but I don't feel comfortable starting him in one QB leagues, maybe in two QB leagues if you're just in a pinch, if you had Jimmy G and you didn't get a third quarterback. But, yeah, how do you feel about Nate Mullins? Most? Um, if I needed a QB, in a, like if I was a Jimmy G owner in Superflex, then I would, wouldn't mind it. But other than that, I don't think you're really looking to start Nick Mullins. I think he's actually still sitting out there on waivers in uh, our redraft league that we're in together. So, yeah, I'm not not desperate yet. Jerry McKinnon or uh, May, or well, I th- I thought maybe Mostert was gonna start, but maybe he would try to come back. But no, he didn't. Um, Jerry McKinnon had six attempts for 101 yards and six targets out of the whole backfield. That's what Kittle missing. I feel like they were kind of restricting him a little bit for him to only get 12 targets when the 12 touches when the backfield was completely his. You know what I'm saying? With how much um, the 49ers run the ball, I think that was a little bit of a red flag. And Jeff Wilson Jr. is a sneaky bit of a red flag too. He could. He could come and steal some of that goal line work right from under Jeremy McKinnon knows we've seen it happen before. So I know you probably spent a lot of money on him, so you you have to start him because you you know what I'm saying you're invested in him. But I would temper my expectations with him, and he's in a negative matchup against the Giants. 
but we hope the volume is going to be there just because of how much uh, San Francisco runs the ball and they have a backup quarterback in. And he agrees. Yeah, I w- you're saying he's a start. You're just not yeah, too excited yeah, about it. Yeah, yeah, I would. Hey. Yeah, he's a start for me. Hey, did y'all did y'all notice that they're playing in the same stadium where all their players got hurt? Yeah, they they said that they said that they were like worried about coming back there because <laughs> yeah, like half their team got hurt on that same field. So they was like they're checking the turf or something like that, right? Bro, what if he just like literally just throws out the goes goes out there with his practice squad? I was like, fuck this, bro. Like, <laughs> no, bro, I'm not risking no more players, bro. Like, it's the Giants. We'll have a chance if we play our practice squad out there. Dude, I have never seen that. I've never seen the same team play the Jets and the Giants in back to back weeks at MetLife Stadium or whatever. Yeah. I it's trash. Yeah, uh, it's probably been playing on grass now. I don't want to start any of the San Francisco wide receivers. Brandy, uh, Brandon Ayuk uh, is uh, like we mentioned. <laughs> Ayuk, Ayuk, <laughs> like we mentioned in the wide receiver episode, is coming up um, with the um, snap percentages. But I'm not ready to start him yet. George Kittle is a start. Is he still questionable? Um, I don't know, but if he's out there, I'm playing him. Not even a it's not questionable to me. <laughs> he's a must play. On the other side of the ball, Daniel Jones went 25 for 40 and 241 yards in an interception, three rushes for 21 yards. He has a 28-rate uh, matchup against um, the 49ers. But I also want to put in mind that, like we mentioned, the 49ers did lose a lot of their starting defensive players. No Richard Sherman, no Joey Bosa, no Solomon Thomas. Um, so it, it, I, I'm not going to say start him, but, you know, he could. I wouldn't be surprised if he has a sneaky good day, but he's a sit for me. The Giants running back, <clears throat> until I figure out what that picture looks like with the Deion Jones, the Wayne Garland, the newly acquired Devonta Freeman. I don't know, man. <clears throat> I'm sitting <clears throat> I'm sitting all of them. I know you probably invested a lot of money in Devonta Freeman. If you're a Saquon Barkley owner, you might not have nobody else. But if I can, I want to sit all of them until I see what happens. Definitely sitting Deion Jones because he plays linebacker for the Falcons. Yeah, um, <laughs> Deion Lewis, I would definitely sit him also. <laughs> I'm sorry, bro. I'm not gonna let you just slide past that, bro. I'm no. <laughs> I'll be patient and wait. <laughs> Jesus, man. Like never fails, bro. It never fails, bro. That's <laughs> hey, it's classic game. It wouldn't be a it wouldn't be a show if we didn't have Gabe here mispronouncing names, bro. It's just it is what it is. Like Devonta Freeman is wearing number thirty one. That's such an ugly number for a running back. Ew, yeah, thirty one. It's like yeah, that's ugly. who wore that priest homes for the Chiefs. Yeah, one of the one of the popular tweets you're seeing out there now is uh if Saquon Barkley couldn't run behind his line, what the hell you think Devontae Freeman is about to do, bro? <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, and that's a, a great point. But at the end of the day, I am expecting him to be the, the workhorse out there. Um, I'm not starting him anytime soon. I think we mentioned this with Saquon and Aussies. Like, he's going to start off uh, with a brutal matchup, bro, or a brutal mm-hmm. schedule coming out the gate. So once that schedule starts lightening up, man, I think that, that Freeman could be a nice RB2 just off of volume alone, man. So, but not now, not now. Um, the, out of the Giants wide receivers, Darius Slayton, he is getting 15 targets through two weeks. He's matched up against Emmanuel Mosley, who will cover him in a slot most of the, um, the day. Um, I don't know. I wouldn't force it if I didn't have to, but he's a sit for me. Golden Tate caught five targets for 47 yards. Quan Williams will be matched up against him. And um, he's also a sit for me. 
Evan Ingram, 15 targets through two weeks. It's only 74 yards, three red zone targets, no touchdowns. Currently the number 24th overall tight end. Not a great matchup against Quan Alexander. Um, but with Saquon Barkley out, he should see more targets, I'm, I'm assuming. He saw 18 targets for 96 yards in the two weeks when Evan Ingram played um, and Saquon Barkley did not play. So I, he's definitely a lot can start for me. Uh, I, I think we're going to see a, a – uptick in those targets now that Saquon Barker is out. Well, we'll see what happens with the running back situation, like if they're getting passes, but I think this could be, you know what I'm saying? Uh, what did we say in earlier? Uh, white light, white, what did, what do y'all, what do you say? Silver lining? There we go. Silver lining. Evan <laughs> but I'm going to say white light. So, um, let's hear some other tight ends just to see like if we would, like if he is such a sure start, because I'm, I'm starting to think he ain't, bro. Like he really, has been not looking good out there. I don't know what it is. What I mean, like the volume is there? Yeah, yeah the I'm there. saying he ain't been doing nothing. He he look he look bad out there, bro. Like fifty three percent on his receptions. Yeah, it's pretty. So would you good. start him over all these free agent tight ends that just uh, got picked up? Yes. Um, Drew Sample, <laughs> Jordan Aker, Atkins, um, Schultz. Yeah. Um, Schultz got 10 targets. Uh, Sample got nine targets, and he didn't even play the whole game. Mo Ali Cox out here balling if Jack Doyle goes, if Jack Doyle sits. Yeah. Um, I don't know, man. I don't think it's that that sure, in my opinion. Uh, I definitely would start Mo Ali Cox over him if Jack Doyle were to miss. This yeah, maybe week. Mo Ali Cox would be the only person that I would think about starting over him. Yeah. Um, Not the rest of them. Like you mentioned on the waiver wire episode, I don't think Dr. Schultz is going to get that many targets because, you know, with the game script, how it went. Mm-hmm. That was they had to score like damn near fifty points. Um, who the, who was the other guy you mentioned? Drew Sample. I don't, I don't know about. I don't know. I don't think Joe Burrow's gonna throw the ball sixty one times again. Um, but Atkins, Atkins is coming off of. Uh, he yeah, caught all Atkins, seven Atkins, of his Atkins targets. Yeah, Atkins is a good pick. Now, Atkins, yeah. Atkins, Evan Ingram, and Mo Ali Cox. It would go Mo Ali Cox, Ingram, Atkins. Yeah, that's probably where I would put it too. I agree. Atkins is one more game of this, bro. He's going to be another one of those must starts because he did that against Baltimore last week. So, one more game of this. I just think with Saquon Barkley being out, it's just going to be more opportunity for Mm. him. And the only thing other I would uh, say is uh, Slayton, like you said, Saquon Barkley out is not only is is he out, but you got Sterling Shepard on IR. So, yeah, that's definitely think he's the bonus, like clear cut wide receiver one out there now. So, I'm I'm starting him as a wide receiver three. You starting him? Yeah. Did you say Sherman was hurt, right? Or is he coming back? He's hurt, but he's playing Quan Williams, who's graded as a 67 by PFF. Yeah. It's a, it's a, I mean, is. it's not a not a must start, but he, he, I, I wouldn't be opposed he's to starting as a three. Yeah, he's going to get the volume. Him or Tyler Boyd? Boyd. Tyler Boyd. Him or AJ Green? <laughs> Jesus. Man, I don't, I'm, I'm, I'm probably going to Slayton. I'm on the phone. Speaking of, let's go get the volume. The last game of the episode: the Bengals are at the Philadelphia um, Eagles' house, the nest, or whatever you want to call it. AJ Green, like I mentioned, two weeks with over nine targets, but also two weeks with under ten points in uh, half point PPR games. So I got AJ Green as a sit for me. I'm ready for him to show it to me. Pause. Uh, Tyler Boyd is a start. How do you feel about those two lows? I know we touched on them a little bit earlier. Man, I know we talked about it, bro, but I don't. It's it's gonna be hard for me to sit AJ Green with him getting that much, many targets, bro. Like, 
22 targets through two games. That's 11 a game, bro. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm starting him as a risky wide receiver three, bro. I'm starting him as a risky wide receiver three. I'm hoping it's just rest for him, man. And I'm, I'm hoping he can, like, get back to, you know, the prime AJ that we all know. Um, but the good news for that is he is tied for first in end zone targets. So you got to expect that to turn around. And he has, he's second in um, expected fantasy points. Um, but he scored less. He scored twenty six less uh, points than his actual than his expected fantasy points. So he's vastly underperforming now. But I just think that if it is Russ and he's still getting those targets, he is going to turn it around, bro. So risky wide receiver three for me. And Boyd, I'm starting. I'm ready to. I'm ready to. At this point, I, I got to see it now. Oh, and Thirteen I'm, targets though, bro. That's crazy. But like you said, Evan Ingram getting all the targets too. He's not doing nothing with him. He ain't getting all of them. I mean, he's getting a lot of them. <laughs> uh, Drew Sample, uh, I think you mentioned that you was going to start him. He got nine targets in the uh, replacement game um, for CJ Utsma. Uzama? Uzama. How do you feel about uh, Drew Sample? Yeah, um, Burroughs targeted at the tight end position 21 times through two weeks. Um, even before Drew Sample took over, he was looking at Uzama a lot. I think Uzama scored a touchdown before he got injured last week, so. He definitely involved in a tight end, man. Um, so if you need a tight end this week, if you're playing a streaming game, you could do worse than Drew Sample this week. I think Joey Buckets is going to go off. He finished eighth um, in, amongst QBs last game. Like I mentioned before, he did throw the ball 61 times. I don't see that happening as much. Um, how do you feel about Joey Buckets? Who's that, Burrow? Yeah. That's his new name. Uh, yeah, I definitely like Joe Burrow this week. Um, let me get to my notes on him real quick. Um, not only has he looked as good as advertised through two weeks, but he's actually um, performing below his expected fantasy production. I keep bringing that back up. Um, through two weeks, he's first in expected fantasy points and 12th in actual production. So that means that he could be even better going forward. Um, you know, I, we're not expecting him to throw 60 times every game, but the fact is that he has looked very good doing that. Um, I think he was like the first rookie to ever have that many attempts and not throw an interception. So this dude is, you know, he's the most pro-ready quarterback that I've seen since Andrew Luck, man. Like, it's it's a fact now, bro. Um, and then they still um, – they do have the ninth-ranked uh, matchup for quarterbacks this week and their underdogs. So it's gonna you're going to see more of that same type of game script as uh, last week. Uh, what do you think about that, Tonya? Um, yeah, I agree with you on that. My only concern is he kind of struggles throwing the ball uh, as far as, like, completion-wise, 20 yards down the field with only one completion. That's like on uh, going left deep over 20 yards. It was a luckily it was a touchdown. So I guess that kind of makes up for it. But other than that, man, he's pretty good when he's throwing the ball down the middle of the field. He, he seems pretty efficient. Like from right here from zero to 10, he's a uh, 22 for 27, 172 and one touchdown with a passer rating of 105.6. And just above that from 10 to 20, he's a eight for 11, 102 with the touchdown. So, man, uh, your boy, Joey Buckets can sling it, man. I want to give a special shout-out to LeVon if you're listening to this. I wouldn't be able to do it without you, man. Um, that was so uh, weird. Yeah. Uh, no, 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 no. Not weird for me. Like, weird for LeVon to let me get Joey Buckets. <laughs> On the other side of the ball, Carson went – Hey, I got a, a quick running back question for y'all right quick. Leonard Fournette, David Montgomery, or Kareem Hunt? Ooh. Is Fournette getting David out of touch? David Montgomery. Rank them though. Uh, David Montgomery, Hunt, Fournette. 
Oh, you ain't believing in Hunt and Fournette yet? Nope. This is this is going right on par from what I said in the beginning of the year that you're gonna have games where Ronald Jones looks good. You have games where Fournette looks good, bro. Like we'll yeah. get out this game next week. Right? <laughs> yeah. On the side of the ball, Carson wins uh 42 attempts in two straight games, but he's only scored the highest of 13 points. So I got him as a sit for me, man. Who was that? Carson Wentz. Yeah. Yeah, he hasn't looked good this year, man, so far. Um He's only averaged 15 points through two games. He's 28th in adjusting completion percentage, 18th in yards, and he's taken the most sacks through two weeks. You know, they had those uh, O-line problems coming into the year. Um, and then they're home favorites, so I don't think they're going to need him to throw that much. You know, Miles Sanders was heavily leaned on last week, so I think you can see a lot more of him. So I'm viewing him as a middling QB2 until he uh, shows me otherwise. Yeah, Miles Sanders, like you mentioned, I think he's start he's uh, saw twenty seven touches on his return, so that's kind of what we wanted to see. That's that workhorse numbers really put Boston Scott to like, yeah. Yep. Uh, Deshaun Jackson saw sixteen targets in two games, um, a hundred yards. He'll be in a plus matchup against Darius Phillips, but I mean, what's going on with that connection? I mean, he hasn't had the blow up game yet, but you know, like you said, he's getting the volume, and with him having the third highest matchup advantage um, on PFF, bro, you, I feel like you have to go to him. And and then you have the new—I don't know if you mentioned it on the news—Jalen Rager is going to miss like six to eight weeks now. I think they said with yeah. some type of broken thumb or something, bro. So he's the wide receiver one out there. For sure, that, he, he was uh, that before Rager got hurt, but now he's even that. Yeah, uh, wide receiver three, high end wide receiver three, I believe. You know, with that matchup. Oh, Jackson. AJ Green, or I'm not mean Jackson or Tyler Boyd. Boyd. Hmm. Do you agree with both of those, Sonia? Yeah, I agree. Hey, I got one for y'all. I got one for y'all. Goddard or Ingram? Goddard. Ingram. I think I might go with Goddard, man. Yeah, he's leading the team in targets right now, 16. I got him down at 17, but even even better. <laughs> um, speaking of them, uh, just perfect segue. Um, through two weeks, this is the this is the stats for him and Ertz, bro. So Ertz has a 91% snap count and compared to 84 for Goddard. 14 targets to 17, eight receptions to 12, 60 yards for Ertz, 131 for Goddard, and they both have one touchdown, bro. So I think they're both back in tight ends this week, bro. They they don't have any receivers out there besides Jackson. They are the guy. They're out there pretty much every snap, bro. Like they're running. Probably, I'm pretty sure they're running the highest twelve personnel in the league, bro. So they're going to see the both are going to see the field. And they're both going to be targeted. So both back in tight end ones for me. Yeah, for sure. Yep, that's the uh, that's the last game for for this episode. Uh, yes, it was. Uh, just to touch on one more thing, Mixon, man. Um, he yeah. is a start for me. He is a start for me, man, but I'm tempering expectations to RB2 status. Um, he's only played on 54% of the snaps compared to 39 for Geo, but the most worrisome stat is his passing game production. He's only seen six targets for 42 yards through two weeks, while Geo has seen 12 targets for the same amount of yards. He's seen double the amount of targets, but the same amount of yards, bro. So um, that's horrible to see, bro. Like, even last week, bro, he had four targets at halftime. Four catches for 40 yards, bro. And then they literally did not go back to him the whole game, bro. So they paid him all this money, bro. It's it's very just – it's so annoying to see, bro. Like, it sucks, bro. But until we see him more involved in the passing game, 
he's an RB2 for me, man. Um, and then he's going against a tough Philly rush defense. So, so um, definitely temporary expectation for him. And you mentioned Boston Scott. He's a def- definite sit for me with Miles Sanders back to full health. I know we had a little argument about Joe Mixon versus um, Ty Gurley. Who would you play this game? Uh, Mixon. Is yeah, I'm just, going with Mixon. Is that just because that's your player? Or you? No, because Mixon looks better than Todd Gurley does. Right. <laughs> I mean, I'm, Gurley, I have Gurley, I have Gurley more than Mixon, bro. So I think Mixon is getting used better. I don't know about who looks better. Bro, Mixon, bro, Gurley has not broken a single tackle. Yeah, Mixon looks way better than Gurley right now. How can bro. you say he looks better than him, bro? Just how they been? I didn't say he looked better. But I'm just saying he gets used better. You I say think, you say he's getting used better, but you don't know. You don't think he looks better to him. I think Mixon is getting used better. Hey, he's getting used practice better, practice. which is not enough, and he looks better to him. <laughs> All right, um, agree, disagree, bro. How can you, how do you disagree with that? He literally has not broken a single tackle. Because they don't be using him in positions where he can break a tackle, bro. That don't mean he can't break a tackle, bro. <laughs> like, come on, bro. You're a running back. You can't break one tackle. Just one, bro. <laughs> Trust me, bro. I have, I, I'm telling you, I have more girly than I do have Mixon, bro. So I want him to succeed, bro. But that dude does not look very good for sure. Man, we're going to see, man. I still got hope, man. Keep hope alive for all girly owners. Rise up, man. <laughs> Falcons rise up. Man, that's the end, man. Make sure y'all have a good um, – make sure you take all your starting players out of the flex tomorrow, for tomorrow's game if you're going to start any of them. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, man, good luck, man. Good luck Thursday night football. Everything he said, I agree. Good luck, man, and uh, we'll see y'all next time. Peace. Shout out Javar. <laughs>